Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. We are at the end of 2021. This will be our last episode for 2021. We hope that uh, you'll, you've will you enjoyed this year. Hopefully we've enjoyed giving you or bringing to you these podcasts and hopefully uh, you've enjoyed them as well and they've been helpful to you uh, in your pickleball improvement, but also in your pickleball game, your relationship with the game. Uh, hopefully, uh, we you know we planned some pretty exciting stuff for 2022. So we hope to have you with us as part of our uh, family for 2022. And uh, I think you'll like what you're going to see, or maybe hear is a better a better description of it. So for our last episode of 2021, we wanted to bring you a subject that uh, we've been working on that I think can really help you as a pickleball player. And what I'm talking about here is a soft game. I've written a couple of blog posts recently about them. If you want to check those out, uh, you can go to wearepickleball.com under blog uh, posts. There's a heading, a blog post in the navigation menu there, and you can read the posts. And, uh, you know, some of the feedback we got on the first uh, from the first uh, soft game um, blog post that we wrote, and actually the podcast, our last podcast was about soft game as well. Basically, elicited uh, some. Uh, I think not just a clarification about it, but also I wanted to, to dive into a little bit more because I think the soft game is one of these concepts that it it's a little bit misleading in the sense that it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal, you know, maybe or it's like okay, I need a soft game, whatever. But it's the kind of thing that once you really adopt it and bring it into your game, uh, it can really transform how you're playing uh, pickleball. And then in the riff, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to share with you some personal experience I've had recently with injuries, uh, not just to, uh, not just to uh, share the injuries, although that's fine too, but also to um, talk about injuries and injury prevention. As we get older, uh, you know, our bodies aren't as spry as they once were, so we're going to talk about it during the riff and give you hopefully some suggestions on how to uh, go into 2022 with a mindset of minimizing the chances for injury out there on the pickleball court and off the pickleball court. So stay tuned for the podcast. If you want to have the most fun you've ever had on the pickleball court, while at the same time learning the skills and strategies that you need to play your best pickleball, check out our We Are Pickleball camps. You can find out more at wearepickleball.com forward slash camps. I'll link to it below in the show notes. When you're ready to treat yourself to the best and most immersive pickleball camp available anywhere, join us at a We Are Pickleball camp. You'll find our 2022 schedule in the link below. This much fun should be illegal. The title of our prior uh, blog and also podcast was that the soft game is always the right answer. And so some of the questions that we got or some of the feedback we got, uh, most of the feedback was positive and understood what we were talking about. Some of the feedback was, well, I mean, what about the hard game and the games evolving? Look at the pros and things like that. And I just I want to double down on this concept that the soft game is always the right answer. And we're not talking about, you know, sometimes or maybe here, maybe there. The soft game is always the right answer. And, um, you know, that now am I saying, let, you know, let's get let's get one thing out of the way. Am I saying that the soft game is the only answer? Never said that. What I'm saying is that the soft game is always the right answer, meaning they're always the right answer, which meaning that you can always um, rely on it. It's always there for you. And it's always it's never going to be the wrong thing to do. In other words, when you're in a situation where the soft game is something that uh, can be used, you can always utilize it in the game and it's always going to be appropriate. And the example that I want to, you know, the, the, the way I guess to illustrate it is, Let's look at uh, 
let's look at Catherine Parenteau. Okay, if you don't really follow the pros, just she's one of the top uh, female players, um, if not the top female player right now in pickleball. So, you know, Catherine Parenteau played tennis at Michigan State University. So she played tennis at a very high level. And before that, she had played high school, obviously. And she was actually ranked fourth in tennis in Canada in her age bracket. And so when she came into pickleball, Catherine came to the game with a skill set. And her skill set allowed her to hit very uh, competent and very uh, successful hard shots. So she could... Um, Confident. I mean, I've seen her play single, so I know she can. She can hit great forehands, great backhands, has great athleticism, all these types of things. So she can certainly do that when she plays pickleball. Most of us, however, don't come to pickleball with Catherine's background, right? So we don't come to pickleball with already a, like a preloaded, you know, really good backhand, really good forehand drive, uh, you know, the athleticism to get in the right position, the, the knowledge of how to transfer our weight to be able to, um, deliver a hard shot uh, off of a ground stroke, right? So driving balls and things like that. So we don't come to the game with that. So the question is like, what do you do when you come into the game with a without that skill set, right? So you don't come from again college tennis or anything like that. Um, what what do you do? What's your approach to pickleball? And our suggestion is that the answer is the soft game. In other words, that you can use the soft game to basically um, approach this game very successfully and very effectively without having to worry about emulating or copying players like Catherine Parenteau, uh, you know, Matt Wright, players like that, players that come to pickleball from a, a high-level tennis background, Deco Bar, you know, all these players come from very good tennis backgrounds and tennis pedigrees. Uh, so you don't need to look at you like if you look at them play and you say, you know what, that's what I should do. Probably not going to be a recipe for success. Instead, let's look at the other way to play the game, the soft game, which is, again, always the right answer um, and maybe emulate that. And let me get a step further with it. Let's let me suggest to you that a player like Catherine Parenteau or you can, you know, you can just list players. John Sperling, Cammy McGregor, again, Matt Wright, Deco Barr, Simone Jardim, all these players, right? They all can hit balls hard. They all have the skill set to hit really effective forehand and backhand drives. They can just, they can crush the ball, right? Uh, and they can certainly do it better than, than most of us uh, mere mortal pickleball players can do. Um, but, you know, so they can hit hard. But the question I ask is, do they hit hard? And the answer is, for the most part, no. I mean, will they pepper in a drive once in a while? Yeah, sure. But if you watch their games, the vast majority of their game is a soft game, not a hard game. Uh, and so this is one of these areas where we can actually learn by watching the pros. All right, They're playing at the highest level of the game. And we can watch their, their approach to the game, strategic approach to the game, which is the which is to use the soft game as their go-to uh, strategy when they're playing pickleball. Let me let me just quickly um, differentiate this because I think sometimes there can, we can make a mistake of seeing how the pros play and then go, I need to do that. An example was one I just gave you, which was you know you see like you know Lee Waters or somebody like that just crushing these awesome drives, and so we say, you know what, I'm going to do that. Um, without without factoring in that a player like that comes to the game already 
with that skill set already in their back pocket. They already can do that. So that's an example of an area where copying the pro probably doesn't make sense. Another easy example is the Ernie. You know, uh, you know, pros in their 20s are jumping all over the place. It's you know fun to watch, um, but I I see too many players get bogged down or distracted with these sort of uh, techniques or these skills, which fine. Listen, if you want to do it because you enjoy it and it, it brings a smile to your face, you know, knock yourself out. But the vast majority of the time when I see Ernie's executed or in quotes executed in, uh, in uh, rec play, it's usually just a player jumping over to the side or just stepping over to the side, leaving their partner, you know, isolated on the court by themselves playing singles. So it's not a very effective technique normally. Uh, for most players. That's an example of, again, a, a, a shot or a thing that that pros will do that perhaps isn't the best thing for us non-pros, even though I'm a senior pro player, but I'm just saying generally for us, for pro, non-pro pickleball players to try and adopt. The soft game, by comparison, is a, is a strategy or an approach to the game that any player can use. So any player can learn how to hit soft shots, um, and play a soft game, a resetting kind of a game, dinking, third shotting, block volleys, things like that, and basically add that to their game and use that in their game, understanding that the pros, that's the pros' go-to move. The pros' go-to strategy is, I'm going to play soft. I'm going to soften the game down, uh, and I'm going to, uh, and that's how I'm going to win. And that approach to the game, those shots are available to pretty much all pickleball players. And I, I listed out, you know, it doesn't matter what your skill is, right? A 2-5 and a 5-0 can both learn how to dink, right? It doesn't matter what your background is, whether you come to the game as a college tennis player or no racket sports at all, never picked up a racket or a paddle in your life. It doesn't matter what your physical characteristics are. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, five foot and weigh 120 pounds or you're six foot three and weigh 240 pounds as an example. So your physical background or makeup doesn't, not background, but your physical makeup doesn't make a difference. Your age doesn't impact this. You could be 30, 20, 50, 70, whatever. You can still use the soft game as part of your game, regardless of how you come to the game as a human being, as a person, you can, you can use that. We are, uh, I'm currently working on a video. I hope to have it out this weekend. Um, that I basically, I'm breaking down a really good match, which was uh, Simone Jardim and Lucy Kovalova. They're the number one women's doubles team in the world against Lee Waters and Annalie Waters. Arguably, at least at the time, they were probably at that time, they may still be, but they were the number two best women's team in the world, doubles team in the world. And so there's a, it's a five game uh, final gold medal that they played at the PPA in Atlanta. And there's a, the strategy is fascinating to watch because what you'll, what you'll see there is you'll see in the fourth game, uh, you know, uh, Lucy and Simone had, were up two games to one. So they had won the, the first game and the third game and, and the waters had won the second game and they were in the fourth game. And you'll see in that game match, you can see how, Simone and Lucy are both firing at balls. They're starting to attack balls off the off the bounce, not really balls that that are putaways, right? They're trying to generate pace, and they end up losing that game uh, pretty convincingly, as I recall. The fifth game, right? So now they're in the deciding game. Lucy and Simone are down. They switch sides at six three with the Waters winning. So the Waters are up six to three as they switch sides in the fifth and deciding game. 
And you see a marked difference in Simona and Lucy's approach coming out of that, because you get a timeout on that switchover. They completely change their strategy. They go soft. And in fact, you'll see in the video that we're doing, Simone has balls that are shoulder height. So balls that are floating around her shoulder that she could easily attack normally, right? She could just, you know, try and attack. But she made a conscious decision to go super soft, if you will, like super soft strategy there in that fifth game. And it was a phenomenal strategy, basically neutralized the waters, um, uh, the waters wanting to be, you know, in a firefight. She she controlled the tempo of the game. Well, not just she. Her, her and Lucy controlled the tempo of the game from that uh, 6-3 on and went on to win the, um, went on to win, I believe it was actually 11-6. I think they, they stopped them at 6. So basically, it's a, it's a really good demonstration of how the soft game can be used effectively, not just in rec play, at the highest levels of this game. And it's a strategy, again, that can be adopted by any pickleball player. So if you want to improve, if you're looking to advance as a pickleball player, definitely consider adding the soft game or focusing, I should say, on the soft game next year in 2022. Make that your intentionality. Make that your focus for 2022, and you'll see great results on the pickleball court. In the riff, we're going to be talking about injuries and how to maybe avoid them and stay focused on avoiding them in the future. And I'll share with you a personal story to kind of frame that out for us. Stay tuned for the riff. As a pickleball player, you are no doubt working on your game. But are you also working on your vision? Doesn't it make sense that better vision will lead to better pickleball? Not to mention better night driving. CJ and I rely on the experts at Visual Edge to help us track those balls so we don't ever miss a shot. If you're ready to take your vision and perhaps your game to the next level, join us inside Visual Edge. I'll link to it below. We'll see you inside. All right, let's talk about injuries. Uh, so again, we're, at, we're ending the year, right? Going to start the new year. Um, personally, I've been um, taking reasonable care of myself. I would say not fantastic, but reasonable. But what I haven't been doing enough of is injury prevention stuff. I know that I have a, a bad back. So I have a bad lower back. And if it gets tight, like right now I'm sitting in a chair um, doing this podcast and I can feel my back you know, getting a little tight. I just stood up for a second. Uh, to say something to Jill out there and I felt it it was a little bit tight right and uh, and I um, so that's a thing that I have to deal with right the point of it is so a couple days ago a few days ago on um, last week I on Friday I think it was I um, uh, I got up out of my chair real quick I was on a call got on my chair hurried down to do something with Jill in her car and help her out with something I think it was bike rec we're putting on there and um, and I I, I you know, I injured my back. Not, not, I didn't do anything crazy. I just, it's just, I just zigged when I should have zagged. Right. I, I, and it's a thing that happens to me. My back gets, gets compacted. Then if I turn too quick or something, it'll basically fire off the muscle and then I'm, I'm out and I'm like, I'm down. So the, the, the point of it is right. How do I, other than being more um, intentional in my movement, right. And, and just being a little smarter about how I get around, what can I do, right, to minimize the risk of my being injured um, on the court or off the court, like happened here? My, my injury is off the court, but it's kept me off, it's kept me off the court, right? I, we were going to play the day after, and we went out and hit a little bit, but I just couldn't move. And so now I'm basically, uh, you know, off the court for a little bit. 
Um, so what can I do? What I, what I can do is, for instance, work on my core, right? As we get older, uh, you know, our, but all of our muscles, um, you know, get weaker if we don't work on them. But one of the really important areas, obviously, of our body is our core, right? So that's from, you know, the abs to the back. Jill always reminds me also includes, you know, I need to include my hips, right? And my, um, uh, my hips. And, uh, and then I was talking to CJ, uh, CJ Johnson, who you, you probably already know we're partners and we are pickleball. We work together a lot and stuff. And uh, she's really good with the you know body and things like that. Like like um, uh, she's a personal trainer and knows a lot about the body. So she's like, hey, you got to stretch out the hamstring. She sent me some ideas for how to keep the hamstring stretched. Um, so basically, what I'm going to do in 2022 personally, knowing my body, right, knowing that my back is an area of concern, is I am going to build into my my weeks, my days, and my weeks certain things for me to do to. Uh, minimize the chances of in, re-injuring my back. So that'll be core workouts. That'll be um, stretching my hamstrings. That'll be some hip uh, strengthening and and stretching and strengthening, right? Um, there's some hip um, straightening kind of things that I've been looking at and things like that. So I'm going to add that into my my uh, repertoire, my, uh, my regimen, I should say, for 2022. What I recommend that you do is think of a part of your body that kind of gives you trouble sometimes or that you should maybe focus on and try and be intentional here too, right? And we talk about intentionality a lot. It's a common theme. Apply it to your body and apply it to uh, preventing injuries rather than just simply dealing with the injuries when they happen and start working that. If it's your shoulder, do that. If it's your elbow, do that. If it's your legs, if it's your feet or you know your planter or your back or whatever it is, Work on those things to strengthen, to to basically prevent or minimize the chances of recurring injury. So hopefully uh, that'll help you in 2022, keep you on the courts, keep you playing, and keep you improving on your pickleball game. Hope you enjoyed the podcast again. Hope that you enjoyed this year of, this year of podcasts. Uh, we, we're excited to, uh, to keep on doing this in 2022. And again, uh, are happy to have you as, as part of our uh, family and uh, hopefully uh, uh, hope that you'll uh, be with us for 2022 have a happy new year out there and we will see you next week if you enjoyed the podcast please share it with your friends remember if they if you like it i mean they probably will too have a good week and we'll see you next week